You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, a podcast dedicated to Apex Legends and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja. And oh shit, we did the wrong intro. That's too early. Too early for that. <laughs> I didn't tell them I was going to do that. <laughs> so they <were> kind of <laughs> surprised. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. This is Watchpoint Radio, a podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Josh Kinder. Also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, Kronk. Hey, Cusco. (laughs) (laughs) And also here with Ben Guyton, also known as the Dude Abides. It's your boy, Apex Penis. Well done. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't think of it. Nice. I honestly thought you were going to do it, so I'm glad I got to pull that one off. (laughs) Oh, you got me on Kronk. Uh, this is episode number 146. We are recording on February 12th for release on February 13th. And um, while not much has been going, oh, uh, you know, going on directly like Overwatch-ish, there are still some things going on that we're going to talk about, like, you know, what happened with Activision Blizzard today. We actually are going to talk a bit about Apex Legends because that has had an impact on the Overwatch community. So we're going to talk about that. But then you guys really lit up the community feedback last week. And so we're going to, I think the bulk of the show is probably just us responding to community feedback. So we'll, we will go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about that. But before we get into all that, I'd like to welcome everybody listening to Watchpoint Radio for the very first time. Thank you guys very much for coming to check out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So if you want to keep up with what's going on with Watchpoint Radio, just follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons to you know get involved in some conversations, you know, give us some uh community feedback or hop in some games with us. That'd be awesome. So thanks a lot. And also thanking any returning listeners. Thank you guys for, you know, checking out Watchpoint Radio again, whether this is your first re-listen or 145th. We appreciate you guys coming back every week. It's why we do this. And I'd also like to thank some new subscribers, Montauk, Phil Q, and Friend of Bender for subscribing in the last week. Thank you guys very much for becoming subscribers. It is awesome. Actually, I think Montauk, this is like his fifth month in a row. Yes, Something yeah, like fifth month in a row. So thanks very much. Also, Blazing Bob, Blazing Bob, also <laughs> tier, tier one subscriber for fifteen months. Look at that. Nice. Also, Phil GQ streak. for subbing uh, as we got on stream. Phil GQ. Phil G. Oh, I, 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 did I say Phil? I think I said Phil Q. I thought it was just Phil Q. Is it Phil GQ? Uh, looks like it. Okay, so yes. my bad. My bad. It's Phil GQ. Uh, but other than that, no new patrons this week and no new like iTunes reviews or anything like that. So we're just going to kind of hop into it. We um, don't have any quick updates this week. Um, I can imagine like 
there were some calls from some channels for Overwatch to do like a, a dev update. Um, I mean, I do agree that the Overwatch team now more than ever needs a dev update Absolutely. or yeah. a developer, not even just a dev update, right? They need a developer roadmap. Like we already know yeah. that that the new hero is coming sometime in March, uh, or at least we'll, we'll hear, we'll know what the new hero is sometime in March. We know that archives is on the way. That's the next event. Best Overwatch event all year. We know that it's there. <laughs> That's coming. Um, and the next dev update really needs to not just be, here's archives, and here's what you're going to be playing this time. The next Overwatch developer update needs to be a roadmap. Like, you know, we are working on these things. These are the things that we're trying to get in place and, you know, stuff like that. Like, they're, they're too afraid of saying that they're working on something and then rolling it back, Right. Like they had, they said they, you know, they were working on another social feature, and then they kind of that that they thought was going to be available like around September ish of 2018, and it never happened. And I don't think they caught too much backlash for that. I mean, people are still calling for clans, like they want clans or guilds or some type of system in the game. But I didn't see like a, I didn't see Diablo Immortal levels of salt. Okay, to that kind of salt level. I was gonna say to be fair, that's a high fucking bar, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, they got they they got slammed. For, I, I, that's the thing, Spanky. I'm not even going to say they got slammed for pulling it out. Like people were just kind of disappointed, and I think people were disappointed because they expected clans, right? Um, and so yeah, like people keep saying putting clans in the game, putting clans in the game. And actually, I think the thing that even rubbed more salt into that wound is um that over BlizzCon, you know, they talked about a clan system. And they talked about having a clan or a guild system that encompassed battle.net. And that's not what we need. We just need a clan or guild system, like kind of yeah. end game. Uh, they were basically shooting for the moon where they just kind of need to shoot for the sky. You know yeah. you want to say? Um, so that that's kind of the issue. Uh, but yeah, the next dev, they, they definitely need to just release a roadmap and, I really do hope they are working on something for competitive because I think if year three rolls around um, and they, they competitive is still the way it is right now, people are going to have some major issues. But that's actually something we're going to talk about a little later in one of the community feedbacks. Let's talk about Activision Blizzard. Um, biggest news of the day was the Activision Blizzard. And we normally don't talk about stuff like this on, on this show, but was, the biggest news of the day was the Activision Blizzard earnings call. And the fact that Activision Blizzard laid off like 800 people because they didn't meet expectations. And I think there's a lot of question marks, you know, sur- like kind of like uh, surrounding, like, well, what does this mean for Blizzard games? What does this mean for Overwatch? Is Activision ruining Blizzard and Overwatch? And I think there's some facts that kind of need to be a little ironed out that at least will help a bit. Um, so in terms of you know why they did this and i'm no financial expert i'm just reading what the financial experts are saying right um activision blizzard actually had a a record-breaking year record-breaking year but still did not meet expectations that simply means that they just that they set their expectations way too high right that that was kind of i think that that was that was part of the problem and another issue according to michael pactor was that they expected higher earnings and they actually 
hired for those for those numbers, right? They bolstered their numbers because they were expecting to make X amount of dollars. And they said, well, we're going to need this much staff. And they bolstered the staff, but then hit the numbers. So now that they didn't hit the numbers, they're actually laying off a lot of staff. And the staff that they laid off, actually, I don't think, I don't really think they laid off any development staff. Like every person I saw, and of course I didn't see all every everybody I laid off, and everybody I laid off didn't make a tweet, but most people I saw were writers, artists, community managers, stuff like that, non-development roles. And the reason why they're getting they're slimming down non-development roles is because they're looking to focus on game development. So what they're actually doing, they're they dropped 8% of their workforce, Activision Blizzard as a whole, but across like five games, like I think it's like Warcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Candy Crush, and Call of Duty, they're increasing their dev staff by 20% across those five games. I think I think those are the games that they're increasing dev staff on. And they didn't necessarily say, did I mention Overwatch? I think I put Overwatch yeah, on that list, did. right? Okay. I don't, they didn't say how much, how many people each uh game was was getting per se and i don't i don't think they said it was 20 percent per game they just said you know you take the number of developers i guess in those groups and increase it by 20 percent, and that's how many people we are uh you know that's how many people that they're they're hiring um but they are bolstering their dev staff and one of their main focuses for blizzard is to have them produce content on a more regular basis. And they're talking about paid content. They're not talking, just talking about like, oh, here's here's more Overwatch events. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're talking about revenue generating uh, content. Yeah. And that's something um, that we've asked for, I don't know how many times on this show, is just like, give us more shit. I'll pay for it. Just give me more shit. You know, increase the dev staff. These are things that we wanted. These are good things for the game. But we'll get into they, why that might be uh, oh no, a little bit later in the show. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely, there's good things for the game. It's just really unfortunate for those people who, you know, I feel really bad for people who got, like, who were, they, they were picked up because they, you know, Activision Blizzard expected to be making, you know, X amount of dollars. And like, oh, whoops, we overshot our estimates. Uh, sorry about that. Now you're going to lose your job. That That's like really, really shitty. And another thing that like, you know, there's tons of, I saw tons of developers um, posting jobs like, oh, we have engineering jobs here. We have development jobs here. Just apply here. Most of the people who got let go were writers and artists. This is the same problem with um, when Telltale went down. Like Telltale has had a ton of writers, right? I mean, that's what they that's do. what they do. Yeah, they write <laughs> you know? stories. They write stories. They had a ton of writers. And when they went down, there was just a ton of writers out there in the wild. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Which, so, yeah, that, granted, that, those prof- really. I was going to say, granted, those professions are kind of unstable like that anyway. Um, I, I know several freelance artists, writers, things like that. Um, one kid I know in particular, uh, he refuses to go and get hired on anywhere. He's phenomenal uh, for graphic design and for art and everything. Uh, but he refuses to take a steady job anywhere just because he knows that he can make money freelancing. You know, he knows that he can produce his own workflow and everything. He doesn't have to worry about getting laid off because everybody that he knows in the industry uh, has an incredibly difficult time keeping a job longer than like two years. Right. Right. So, yeah, like in terms of the like the game, from the outside, like, and then it doesn't look like the 
these layoffs are going to affect the game too much. Actually, like I said, we'll, we'll see a boost in developers and on the Overwatch team. That being said, I, like layoffs, no matter who gets laid off, um, it affects morale, right? It definitely affects morale internally. Uh, so I, I don't know how that that is something that may affect Overwatch, you know, in the Overwatch team. Um, and when you have layoffs like this, sometimes that scares people off. Like a good developer, like, look, I'm not, I'm not sticking around for the second wave, you know. Or if we don't hit the numbers they want to hit, you know, we're, we're going to be in trouble. So they might actually start looking to uh, abandon ship and stuff like that. That's more what I'm worried about in terms of the game is is the morale aspect of it. Right. Um, apparently last month, weird, like, uh, sorry, apparently ahead. last month they, they uh, Blizzard rented out all of Disneyland for the whole day just for their staff. And now it's being speculation. It's like, did they do that to like give everyone a last hurrah before? Because they knew at this point. A month ago, they were going to let all these people go. So did one, did they do it as a last hurrah for all these people? Or two, did they waste a shitload of money that they could have utilized to keep all these people aboard? Obviously, a day at Disneyland is not going to keep all these people aboard. That's That, that money is not the same. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to let you finish. No, I was just going to say, I think it's, I, I saw that. And this is the problem with like when people get into the nitty gritty of when layoffs come. Unless you're an, uh, uh, like one of the higher ups at Blizzard, you really don't know the exact reason they're doing things. Um, you know, so I, I feel like it's unfair. I'm not defending Blizzard here or anything, but this is how businesses work. You know, they have projections. They don't meet their goals. They have to have shareholders that they have to satisfy in order to stay profitable. And then they have to make cuts, unfortunately. So but then everyone goes into, oh, why'd they do this? They could have spent the money elsewhere and done that. You know, everyone becomes a Monday morning quarterback yeah. trying to be CFO of a billion dollar revenue company you yeah. know <laughs> right the company that the, the cfos kind of fucked up the projections on yeah <laughs> right went, so the, yeah. Pro, the professionals didn't the professionals even, couldn't even get it right the thing, yeah the, the thing about that disneyland stuff is it didn't make a difference no of course not it didn't make a point. difference yeah. because like i said activision blizzard had a record breaking mm-hmm. year record breaking i think the only game that may have disappointed was destiny, destiny that was it yeah. right but still despite destiny disappointing everything else they they killed it they killed it they sold more call of duties more candy has been crushed you know all that shit even even disappointment (laughs) to their eyes in destiny it wasn't a disappointment in like maybe in their financial projection sense but it still is a booming game it's still got a huge player base millions of people are still playing it on i mean a new event live today with crimson days so destiny is still alive and well with a thriving player base so it only it's, didn't meet expectations based on, again, their financial projections and what they expected to get out of Eververse and microtransactions. And a lot of people didn't buy the live updates because they felt burned by Destiny after four years. You know, so yeah, that's more of a the, continual effect. Yeah, at the end of the day, it came down to them telling investors, this is how much we're projecting that we're going to bring in, Right. And the investors are like, well, you guys are professionals. We believe you. Sure. That sounds <laughs> you know, like, great. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Billions? Sounds great. <laughs> you know? Dude, that's basically like but any like, one of us getting a new Overwatch account and being like, I'm going to place in GM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if our account's placed in Masters, that'd be huge success for a new account. But it didn't reach our expectations. Like, that's the measuring bar here, you know? Like, they still yeah, exactly. have record That's actually a really success. good point. Um, record breaking success, yeah, like best success really, any video game production companies ever had, probably. 
No one else. Has, they've exactly. broken the mold as far as publishing goes. I mean, what other video exactly. game company has their own studio making movies and shit? You know, but right. that, that's the funny thing. A lot of people are blaming it on, well, Activision's a shit company, and now the chickens are coming home to roost, and you know they're making bad decisions, and the the, the, game, the they're making bad decisions for Blizzard and stuff like that. But that doesn't appear to be the case that because they're it. making <laughs> they're making tons of money. Yeah, right. That, that the problem say. here is just that they expected to make even more. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> right. how they're like, what do you mean we didn't, we didn't make? trillions only billions fuck out my house (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say like from a financial standpoint you know because i'm I'm one of those people i i adore capitalism i love the way it works it fucking makes me money well uh yeah yeah, look at this hat people look at this hat you can tell i look i I am a capitalist look at me he's cappy the capitalist (laughs) i'm the poorest (laughs) capitalist you've ever met (laughs) 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 oh but seriously um Coming from a standpoint, I've, I've been in several companies doing the work that I do, and uh, like the one that I'm in now, you, we have people making decisions that have never been out on the floor on you know doing production shit. And we on the floor, we see shit that needs to happen constantly. It's like you know you need to do X, Y, and Z because we're fucked here, and that's why you're not making the numbers that you want to make. And they never fucking listen. They just hire more engineers doing shit that doesn't need to be done. Whereas in this situation. They are doing exactly what us, the player base, have been seeing. Like it's as if they came onto the floor and was like, "Oh, well, you know what? We need more development here. We need this, that, and the other." Well, we have to make price cuts. While we have to make changes, let's go ahead and get more dev staff and get rid of the stuff that we don't necessarily need right now uh, to continue making this revenue and continue producing content for the player base. Uh, so, in my opinion. They did exactly what needed to be done from a business standpoint and from a developer standpoint. I yeah, and the, oh, go ahead, I was Dan, gonna I say I think finish. at this point, unfortunately, every game company is not going to meet their expectations because Epic has now set the bar so high with the revenue they've generated from Fortnite, which is an unbeatable model because they tapped into children, um, like the, phrasing. Yeah, no, fair they, enough. <laughs> um, but they, they've tapped into such a huge market that game, companies are having to try and play copycat to catch up. But it's they're not able to do it, and Blizzard can't do that because I mean, look at what they've what major games did they release this past financial fiscal year? They didn't. They're surviving on all these games they have released that are all uh, games as a service models. So yeah, the income stream is there, but it's not going to be as substantive. Even that word came out wrong. Substantial, as if they had released a new title, even not an I, a new IP, but like a, right. a, an add-on to say an Overwatch. If they had a DLC for Overwatch at twenty bucks a pop, then you get closer to meeting those expectations. But they didn't have any new titles, you know. Right. Well, and the thing about you brought up you brought up Fortnite. Obviously, Fortnite was the biggest game last year. I think it brought in like two point four billion. It broke every record under the book. Yeah, two point four yeah. billion in microtransaction and ten dollars season passes. Yeah, dude. Right, but the thing about Fortnite that I don't think any game company should be trying to replicate. Or they, they can try, but you you can't. I don't think you can engineer this. It broke into pop culture. Right. That, that, that is, was my point yeah. exactly. It broke into pop culture. Like <laughs> Fortnite transcended gaming, and it is pop culture. That's what it is. 
Right. Um, damn shame. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing with like <laughs> you. It's the same thing with like up and coming YouTube content creators. You cannot run a business model off of attempted viral content. The Internet does its own thing. I mean, you can run as many algorithms as you want. And you can get pretty close to finding a formula. But that's the thing. That's the beauty of viral content. Once a formula is played out, it's played out. It's it's no longer bec- going to become viral. Like, you know, you make one funny post and then you post something similar to it. Uh, people have already seen the first one. This is no longer funny. It's the same thing with video games, same thing with whatever. Right. And the only reason Apex is has been so successful with its kind of viral semi-campaign was because of just like, oh, here it is. It's fucking out. And they put out a great polished product that was ready on day one. And, you know, they actually had good content. You know, that's part of why it's so viral. But that stunt there uh, was what kind of gave them the edge, you know, which made them kind of blow up. It's you're that not going to be hotness. able to do that again. Yeah, you're not right. going to be able to do that again. The next game that's just announced and released, unless it's just unbelievably polished and great, uh, an unbelievably polished and great game, it's not going to have the same effect because it's like, oh, Apex did it first. Right, that, that's that's true. I mean, like, other companies have tried to release same day and it just didn't work. Does anybody remember the Jaguar? Whew! You know, like, so like, yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't always work, but, um, yeah, like, like I was saying, remember Activision also had a game that broke into pop culture and exploded and that game was Call of Duty and, you know, and right. the funny thing is like, even though as played out as it is, Call of Duty is still one at, at the retail level. I think it's the best selling game. Uh, it has been like the best selling game the last nine out of ten years i'm or pretty like sure that. that's accurate yeah, yeah. which blows me yeah, away it's because i don't even know still, i don't even I, know anyone that still plays call of duty but apparently everyone dude, buys if it you yeah exactly Console like gamers. if you would have told True. 2010 jaw starting mash those buttons how many macros call did 2010 jaw consume by the way jaw <laughs> consumed but 2010 jaw consumed a lot of macros 2010 jaw was bench pressing 200 uh, sorry 410 pounds so i'm gonna say 200 that's it come on dude <laughs> no, no, four hundred and ten pounds. But that's this is not the the macro podcast. LMA, LMAO two players. You had to catch free show for that one. Macro folks. podcast coming to, soon, <laughs> yeah. featuring Lara Croft. You had to catch free show for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, I think like I'm hoping, like, unfortunately, like, I, I don't want to say this is a good thing because I never think people getting laid off is a good thing, right? I, I, I feel I do feel for those people. Um, especially because my, the, the place that I'm employed at actually went through the same exact thing for different reasons. Like, so basically they expected, so, so something was coming down the pipeline. They expected to have a much bigger, um, financial year than what was going to happen. However, the bottom kind of came out on that. They hired all these people to fill these spots and then the company, we went through years of layoffs like every six months there was like a wave of layoffs so i understand that is a morale killer and it was the same thing like they wanted to put more money they want to make more money in engineering so they would get engineers but they would drop other staff that they considered i wouldn't say non-essential but like they would trim down the other staff like administrative staff you know maybe uh trim down the sales staff a little bit the account management staff stuff like that so yeah like i kind of i got I, I it's not the same exact situation but i do understand it to a degree 
Um, and I'm not going to comment on the current state, you know, <laughs> but still, like, like I said, it's not the same, it's not the same thing. Um, but we, from this view, we will, we should be getting a larger Overwatch dev team and hopefully they utilize them correctly. Um, one thing I think will be a mistake, in my opinion, if they take the newer members of the team and they focus on like Overwatch League, I think that would be a massive mistake because you, it, people, it's people playing the game. Most of the bulk of the community plays the game in gold. We know that already golden plat right and a lot of the community members in those in those ranks are unhappy with the way the game is working right now and blizzard i think blizzard understands the problems with the current rank system which is why i believe they are working on something new right um so yeah they, that's they why did I, announce that ugh. their reallocation of resources a chunk of it is going to their esports titles um, I do think, though, that that con- that sentence is a little misleading, considering they just dismantled the Heroes of the Storm competitive scene. So I feel like all those resources can pretty easily be shipped right over to Overwatch, keep those people employed doing the same thing they've been doing, and then everything goes without a you know without a hitch. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of their dev like dev staff from like a game like Heroes of the Storm probably got reassigned. Right, that's that's what I'm saying because yeah. a lot of the layoffs. There's a lot of reallocation of resources. And when I say that, I mean people being reassigned to different departments and stuff. So I know right. they mentioned specifically reassigning teams to esports titles, but they only have one esports title unless they're like referring to um, what's it, uh, StarCraft, which I doubt. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, the best thing that they could do for Overwatch League, in my opinion, is to bolster the competitive mode in overwatch as it is now like they need to work on it they need to tweak it they need to get some new systems in place i mean after two heroes of the storm even redid their competitive um even did their competitive redid their competitive system after about two years after the game was out i believe i think it was i think they called it heroes 2.0 right yeah um and so it's not unheard of for them to um you know, redo a competitive system and then have everybody replace again. I mean, you might have a, I think we might have like a, a rough first season maybe, but then your head in MMR is probably going to keep certain people in certain places anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this we've talked about it ad nauseum on the show at this point. You can have uh, people want roll queue. That's an option ish or people want like um, a six stack only queue or people, you know, people want to have different SRs for different roles and, you know, stuff like that. Like I still like the lobby idea. Like you go into a lobby first, right? Actually, I, th- I was, this is something I was thinking about because I wasn't a fan of like role queue. Cause I, I, I don't think it'll be a good idea to hit the role you want to do, hit the button and then get taken directly into a game. What I think should happen is that, if you do hit the roll queue button, it moves you into an LFG queue with in, into a two two two. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think that's that's a bit better of an option. Or just even like a preferred role or preferred character badge or something with your fucking with your thing. Well, yeah, even if you do a solo queue or a regular queue, you should be able to select. Um, you know, you should be able to select what role you prefer to play. That way. The game doesn't match up three healer mains, <laughs> right? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> or like or three the, people that want to play healer, you know. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, 
so many people are under the impression that they can play every single character. So they go in thinking like, oh, whatever, I'm a flex. I can play anything. I, I can play 17 heroes. Well, not not well, you can't. You know, you play five right. of those heroes at gold and then 12 at silver eight or bronze, you know? That's not the same that's thing. One of the, yeah. So I feel like... one of the biggest problems in bronze and low gold. Oh, and, uh, sorry, in gold and low plat. Yeah, I mean, you run into that. I all, hear that a lot. Yeah, I can play anything. Like, it's funny. I, I play anything. That's okay. Can, I play anything. Okay, cool. Yeah, not, yeah. You like... It's funny because we'll go into like a gold game and some miles kind of I'll flex. I'm like, no, I'll flex. <laughs> As he's literally, you, you play what your best at. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'll flex. You, you play what you're what you're good at. You know, and it usually ends up working out. But no, that that is an issue that a lot you know, and the, like, that, that's 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 that education piece again. You know, but there's Blizzard can't. We talked about it. Blizzard can't fix that. As a no, whole, and that's the right? that's they, the player's problem. At the end of the day, they, that's they, not Blizzard's fault. We shouldn't be blaming Blizzard yeah. for a problem that they inherently didn't create. You know, right. They, right. That's like at, at some point the community has to take onus for a part of, uh, of its problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think um, the majority so of the problems about- with current competitive is not Blizzard's fault. Like they created a game to be designed to play as a team game. I mean, right. that's like going and playing pickup football and being frustrated because you're not getting the ball thrown to you, but you're 350 pounds and you can't run. Why the <laughs> fuck would I throw you the ball? Like maybe right. if you're DPS and you're not killing anything, you should try a different role. You know, that's your fault. Yeah. That you're not going to have success like that. So I feel it's some, right. it's never going to happen because it's the internet and no one knows how to look inward. Um, <laughs> but you know, the the community has caused just as many problems, if not more, than Blizzard at this point. Blizzard failing to acknowledge them, which is a different story, and they're not yes. creating solutions to fix that, which is on them because they are the developers at the end of the yes. day. That's why I brought right. them on the show because I was about to say that, so now I don't have to say it. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, he's right. That I would just want to second what he said. I think the a lot of the problems are community issues, but there are certain steps that Blizzard can take or certain features that blizzard can take to help alleviate that like you know making sure three healer mains aren't in the same game together like you know so you know stuff like that so uh, to wrap up the kind of this this topic on you know the whole activision blizzard earnings call and the layoffs um i like i said i do feel bad for the people who did get laid off and i hope that the reallocation of resources does help you know, one, bring more content to Overwatch, but two, you know, more importantly, to fix uh, certain issues that we have, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it's time to get that Rhine Shatter fixed. Like, it's time. <laughs> it's fucking, like, <laughs> it's, it's time. Like, you know, it's, uh, like, you know, we have some more people focus on that maybe or uh, focus on, well, I, mean, I don't think them bringing more people in is going to help game balance because, they have a certain game game balance philosophy, and that's a whole different conversation. But um, I, I don't need them to make new characters. We need them to put systems in place to help the community a bit. You know, help you connect with like-minded players in-game and, uh, and play with them or to, you know, just make it so that maybe your matchmaking experience would be a bit better. I still think the lobby system is the best way to go, you know, so you can know who, what you're dealing with before you get into a game. Hopefully, obviously, there's always going to be trolls. Trolls are going to trolls. They're going to they're going to find ways to troll. 
but make it a little harder for him. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a huge troll commitment to go into a <laughs> lobby before the game, wait for the game to start, and then start fucking around after you in the game. I think something they could do right now easily, which would take no development time at all, is just to develop, call it tournament mode. It's separate from competitive mode. You take, you're only allowed a six stack in there. Like we've talked about it before. But like they don't have to do anything really extracurricular to make that. They can just put a separate queue in there. You have to have a full six to go in there. You get queued against mm-hmm. similar SR sixes, and that is that. People that want to play Overwatch will flood to that. They won't need rewards. They won't need CP points. They don't give a shit about gold guns. The only people that care about gold guns are the people that play quick play nonstop anyway. And get their... I say give them the gold guns. Give it to them. Just give it to yeah. them. Who gives give a shit, the, man? Give them the CP. Yeah, give them the but CP. like you don't... Uh, people aren't playing competitive-based games in groups for the rewards. I mean, we've been over this. They play it to get better and progress as a team and have a good time doing it. You know, that mm-hmm. that's that's the inherent value in wanting to play that game. So, I mean... All right. All right, so to move on for that, let's talk about everybody's new favorite game, Apex Legends. <laughs> now, why are we talking about Apex Legends on Watchpoint Radio? And like I said before, whether you want to ignore it or not, Apex Legends has um, made an impact on the Overwatch community, right? I mean, it was almost like a, a, a fucking switch went off. When Apex Legends turned on i saw some of the biggest overwatch channels immediately start sh- like shitting on blizzard it was just if you follow my twitter you saw the tweet that i made you know <laughs> about it <laughs> you know like it's it almost immediately like you know oh you know oh, i'm trying to think what one of them what one of them said you know he said oh yeah we're, we're in like the 14th or 15th season of comp and nothing's being changed nothing's been done and yet new games are being made i don't even know what point he was trying to make like <laughs> you know, it was like it was that year like, new games being made in Apex Legends, you know. The year of our Lord um, twenty nineteen, someone made a new game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's just kinda like, you know, um it doesn't take much for a game to start rolling down the hill. Ask PUBG, right? Yeah. You know, PUBG knocked H one Z one down the hill, right? Then Fortnite came and took, you know, uh, I would say at least brought PUBG to a grinding halt, you know, in terms of its of its upward, uh, you know, progress. And then Blackout came out, and that's what really started pushing PUBG down the hill, to be honest with you. It was too much for it. Yeah. You know? And with EA slash Respawn releasing a very polished, very tight shooter like i'm i don't like battle royale games right and i'm not i'm not even gonna say like i like apex legends but unlike other battle royale games if smile's like hey you want to pay play apex i'm like okay yeah i'll play it like it's like that you know what i'm saying like that is one of those games because it's kind of like i i don't like the random aspect of of battle royale games like the first game i hopped into apex legends i was like kind of pissed because um we just dropped in a bad area and we, I could not find a gun and we dropped near somebody else too. And they found weapons. And the funny thing was these fuckers could not shoot for shit. It took two of them to (laughs) kill me. They could not fucking aim. And I died because it's like, I don't have anything. (laughs) Right. I could have killed both of these guys. That's why Kinder. I will say, 
Yeah, I know, right? Huh? I, I've got more melee kills in that game than I do the gun kills, I swear to God. Like, I've taken out full squads with guns, just, just my fist. It's great. <laughs> but uh, one, but, one thing that I think that probably kind of helped you out with that game, with the RNG concept, uh, is that they do, they, they ha- seem to have tighter areas than, like, Fortnite does. You know, there's more concentrated areas, like, here's a definite point to land to grab loot instead of, like, oh, here's a little house here and nothing else that might have a gun. And they do have uh, areas, and they'll tell you this is a high loot area. This is a mid-tier loot area. Uh, and if you look right. as you're dropping, there's a big blue light on a random area in the map that's guaranteed to have high-tier loot. That's and, where I usually see people make that turn and yeah. go that way. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always spicy, I'm not about but there's that always life. good loot there. I'm yeah. not about that life yet. Like, you know. But that's the thing about Apex Legends. If anybody tells you Apex Legends is a bad game, or it sucks. They're just wrong. You you are wrong. If you th- if you can have an opinion and not like the game, I totally get that. But to say it's not a good game, it it, it checks all the boxes. Twenty five million people you know. disagree this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I mean, it's it's you know? well developed. It's well polished. It doesn't look bad. It runs incredibly. They've actually got an option in there that I thought was absolutely freaking brilliant. It may have been implemented somewhere else, but I haven't seen it personally. Uh, where right. they have a variable. Um, uh, what is it? Variable resolution uh, box that you can check. And what it does is it will dynamically reduce or alter your resolution to keep you at a certain frame rate target. So I was hitting a pretty consistent 60 FPS using a piece of shit 1050 before I got my other card in today. Um, I was using the 1050, hitting a pretty consistent 60 FPS and minor drops in quality that I couldn't readily notice, especially in battle. You know, if I was looking for it, then yeah, I could see the quality kind of drop. But the fluidity of 60 frames, it felt way better than having muddy graphics all the time or, you know, having high graphics and then getting frame rate drops. Like that particular option, uh, that's just good development. Yeah, it is. And I I fully, when when I heard about it, I, I did roll my eyes a bit because I'm like, oh, great, another Battle Royale game. But the thing about, you know, that team or respawn like they have a consistent uh track record of releasing good games that team there is very good so i expected it to have very tight shooting mechanics and when i finally did play it i was like yeah it does feel good as a shooter i don't feel cheated like when i died i didn't feel cheated i didn't feel like it was it was cheesy or anything like that when i was shooting somebody that shit hit or if i missed I definitely missed the shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And then that's why I think the, the one this this game is kind of giving Overwatch a, a bit of a drop right now. Now it's been out for a week. It's the hot new thing. People could get tired of it really fast, um, and then you know start going you know, tr- trick on back into Overwatch is totally um, possible. But I think like the team aspect of it that was the one thing that I saw that I was like, oh okay, so you you have to drop on a team of three. There's not 100 people on the map, so there's actually a chance it's going to go by faster. I mean, technically there's only 20 teams because it's, it's uh, yeah, the maps are a lot total. faster. It feels like much so less of a time sink to get into a game uh, than yes, and yeah. then spending time in a game. Right from what I understand, right. it's um, less of a running simulator than most uh, battle royale games are. Oh, much like less. There's a lot of action, and not to mention the movement in the game. From what I've seen, is pretty spectacular between like the momentum-based sliding and the grappling and stuff like that. Um, and uh, most of all, the ping system is. I was going to say the ping top is notch. amazing for people that are like Josh and John. And I have the same problem with 
VR games is the RNG element where I'm not a fan of it. That ping system right. kind of dis- disables you feeling subject to RNG if your teammates are utilizing that and they're like, hey, loot's over here, come get it, you know? Yeah, and it, all, and it also yeah. gets rid of the problem of people that, you know, people that are considered squeakers or people that are just bad at communicating, people that just don't want to fucking talk. I, I get that way. If I don't want to talk, you know, I just ping something. That would be amazing yeah. mm-hmm. in most games. I played several games with a guy with a, we, like, we kept getting grouped with him and he, he would just ping the different weapons. He wouldn't say a goddamn word. Yeah, so. but it's a super effective, incredibly effective communication tool for people that just don't want to talk, and it's effortless. You mean and similar to like beautiful yeah. voice lines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a different story. Now that's the thing. Like, I I don't want to sit there and and bash Overwatch for its communication because Overwatch is just way more complex than this yeah. game is. Oh yeah, you know, you know, th- this game is like oh, where Apex is like okay, the here there are weapons here pick them up their upgrades here you know stuff like that whereas overwatch is like you have to communicate tons of information like there's no voice line that's going to be like roadhog no vape yeah roadhog yeah. anti <laughs> you know what i'm saying roadhog slept like you know it's not going to be yeah. um the uh, effective communication like that, so. in overwatch is far more complex than this game could ever probably hope to be you know the important information can be communicated by ping and that's kind of the beauty of it um and the other thing that's kind of pulling the overwatch crowd is Obviously, the classes like you have different heroes which have personalities, and about eight of them out of ten. Well, how many is there? Is there eight or is there there's ten? Eight, there's eight. There's eight, and I think there's you. You only start with six. I think you have to unlock two. Right. So about six of the eight are directly relatable to existing Overwatch characters, at least in terms of personality and um, who they are. You know, like their character archetypes. That's the word I'm looking for. But you're not like limited either. Like you know, in Overwatch, if you play Mercy, you're you're kind of limited to healing. If you're pulling out pistols, Mercy, you're probably doing it wrong. You know, I'm not gonna say every situation. Battle Mercy still, for life. You're pretty, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're probably doing it wrong. Whereas if you play the healer, which I can't remember her name, in um, Lucio, but the girl. Yeah, Lucio, <laughs> but the girl. <laughs> if you play her, it's like you can still grab weapons. You can still be super deadly, but. You know, you just need to remember when your teammates need help, you need to put that little pod thing out. You know, right. that's that's kind of it's a role. game where everybody is a DPS, but they also have a side class where but, it, it's DPS is or rather shooting in action is put first and the side roles are put off to the side where in Overwatch, right. your role is front and center. And the, the funny thing about Apex in relation to Overwatch, I think, is that so and Apex, people seem to work together more closely. Like, they actually, like, your teammates will call out, you know, via the pings, weapons for you to pick up. They'll generally stay closer to you or call for you if you're too far away. They want to fight as a unit, you know. But it's not necessarily imperative to do that in Apex, right? It's right. beneficial, not imperative. Whereas in Overwatch, it is imperative that you play as a team. But a lot of people treat it like it's optional. Right. <laughs> you know, that's the weird thing. I saw because when I was playing Apex, it was like great communication from people who were on microphones, um, you know, calling out stuff. And it was maybe a little it was kind of easy to call out stuff in Apex because you have the um, the compass on your screen that tells you, like, you know, if somebody says, you know, West 319, you yeah. just turn until your thing says, <laughs> you know, W319. <laughs> um 
you know, you, you had great communication, great teamwork for the most part. Um, I didn't catch too much salt, especially in the beginning when we were fucking dying, man. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> we didn't catch too much salt uh, from people. Uh, that can always change, though. But, you know, I, I'm sure it's out there. Somebody taking Apex Legends a bit too seriously. Oh, yeah. But, and and that's, that's the thing that separates it from Overwatch. Or another thing that separates it. Like, it's less of a time sink. Uh, there is much higher carry potential. Uh, if you lose as a team, or if your teammates die, then you still have the potential of resum or carry the game by yourself. You know, if you have really shitty teammates... You can. It's much easier to coach them into playing the game than it is in Overwatch, which is so fucking deep. You know, you can at right. least position your shitty teammates in a place that'll give them a shot. You know, if they're even half decent, you can't do it in Overwatch. You know, you can just you can coach them on a little bit of the basics of how to play Reinhardt and how to press W, but that's about all you can do in a six minute game. This one, you know, if you die, you die. No time wasted. No SR lost. The only thing you can do is climb. There is no loss potential in this game, which is a big relief for a lot of people that have been stuck and frustrated, honestly, with Overwatch for so long, including myself. I think one of the big differences there is Overwatch is a game that's been around for three years. So no matter your SR, everyone thinks they know everything about the game and you can't tell them anything new, which is one of the inherent problems, especially when you get into a lot of the golden plat. People don't want to be told because first of all, it's my game. I paid money for it. You don't get that in uh, Apex because it's free to play. No one paid for shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like people are so stuck in their ways of no, this is how I play the game. I'm going to do it my way. I've been doing it for this long. It's been working for me. I'm having fun. Who cares? Um, right. I, I think again with Overwatch, the the ease of accessibility to comp is what inherently breeds that toxicity. Um. Where I don't think anyone's taking Apex as a competitive game right now. They're taking it as fun. It's inherent fun. I mean, when Overwatch first launched, everyone loved it. It was a blast. Everyone's having fun. It's new. It's a new experience. If if this game is around for two years, it, the same thing will inherently happen. Because that's what happens to games as they age. You know, everyone becomes an expert on it. And you can't tell them anything anymore. It's no longer coaching. It's you're talking shit. Like, who are you talking to, kid? I'm not going to listen to you. You know, it, it just becomes that. It devolves into that. Yeah. And I think the expected life cycle of any Battle Royale game is year, two years, something like that anyway. And while it does have a shit ton of polish, you can tell that they definitely had to cut some things out, like extra characters and more maps, because I believe it's still only one map, correct? Right. Yeah, that's correct. You know, so they put it. The resources where they needed to be cut things out that didn't necessarily need to be there that people are going to want in the future um, and got a product out there for free, got something that people want to play and will tide them over for a while. And once people start, you know, start losing interest, start dropping out, then they'll drop new map, new characters, things like that. And, you know, the life cycle will continue. Whereas Overwatch is so deep, has so much to offer, so many heroes, such a specific set of skills. That's why it's had the staying power as long as it ha- as long as it has. You know right. what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. I think uh, some people were calling this like an Overwatch killer, and I just don't believe that. No, <laughs> you know, no, no. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges. Killer. It's just kind of a a safe haven from the toxicity of Overwatch. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a it's a reprieve for it's people reprieve. that are burnt out by Overwatch. <laughs> that you know, I think Overwatch League coming back will draw a lot of people back into Overwatch just inherently. 
Um, I think more regular balance patches and I think uh, archives is going to bring people back in on its own. Um, I yeah. think Overwatch's biggest worry in the future in the next like three months is all the games coming out because now they have a lot of competition of good shooting games. And this is just the first of many that are going to be coming out in the next few months. Right. So, well, and, yeah, I mean, like you do have uh, Anthem and then you also have Division 2. Uh, the Division. The Anthem, though, does not have any PvP. It doesn't. And that's generally, right. that's, what pe- that's what usually drives people uh, to play a game over and over and over again, which I think is going to be Anthem's biggest problem. But then you also have the Division 2, which it does, it, besides the Dark Zone, it does have PvP now. But I didn't get it. I did play the beta this weekend. I didn't get a chance to check that out. Uh, maybe during the open beta weekend, I'll get a chance to check it out and see. But I just don't see that pulling people away from it, right? Um, it's the same reason why, like, a, a Call of Duty generally has like tons of people playing the first month or two, and then a huge drop off because they get tired of it because it's not competitive. If Overwatch didn't have a competitive mode, the the interest would have dropped off way faster too. Yeah. So. And speaking for myself and probably for a whole lot of people out there, um, I was really, really getting tired of Overwatch for a minute there. Got just really just burnt out on the game. I'm using this game as a reprieve, like we said. Uh, I know that I'll be back to Overwatch probably sooner rather than later. But right now I'm having a lot of fun just playing this brand new game. You know, I'm already getting to the point where once I get these extra two characters unlocked and I play probably 50 or 60 games with them, I'll probably drop the game until some new content comes out and then go back to Overwatch where my home kind of still is, you know, and this game is just a distraction, just like Doom was. Yeah. In terms of like what I've seen directly in Overwatch, I've still been playing Overwatch. uh, I think like over the weekend, I was playing mainly in high plat with somebody uh, and the queues were popping like that like the queues were not slow at all i think like on saturday and sunday we didn't wait more than 90 seconds to get into a competitive game in the high plat range um the low like the, and, and we, then we also played with some people who were in gold like mid gold that's where i kind of saw uh the queues taking longer which technically speaking they should be a bit faster so i'm thinking a lot of players who are maybe stuck there are trying out Apex Legends and having a good time and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, weird stuff happens with the queues every time there is a, uh, you know, every time there's a, um, like, a, a player drop <laughs> in, uh, or a server pop, you know, or a server, a server population drop. So we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I just want to bring up Apex Legends because that's what a lot of people from Overwatch are playing Apex Legends right now. And I don't know. You may you may want to check it out. It's a, it is a solid game, especially if you like battle royale games. But yeah. it, in my opinion, it is no way an Overwatch killer. No, so no, I do I do well, know that my it? aim is definitely improving uh, compared to like Overwatch because I spend all my time shooting rather than playing like Reinhardt or being forced into support or right. things like that. So it's helping. What I uh, what I do think the Overwatch team really does need to do if they wait too long to give information about what's coming in overwatch i don't think um i don't i, I think that that's going to draw people it's going to keep people from coming back right you know it's going to take overwatch off of their radar and that's something that blizzard 
doesn't want. Like, there's a lot of people who like maybe not be playing Overwatch right now, but are still paying attention to what's going on Overwatch. Like, I just I know tons of people who listen to this show and don't play Overwatch right now. <laughs> you know, um, and what Blizzard doesn't want is people to stop paying attention to Overwatch. So I think a dev update. Or not even just a dev update, because we'll probably get one. I'm pretty sure we're going to get one for archives. We need a developer roadmap. You know, we we need a developer roadmap, and I think that is what the Overwatch team needs to focus on getting out. So hopefully they do that. But let's hop into our community feedback. Like I said we had a bunch of it, um, and we're going to start with Secret Pilgrim again. He actually posted another community question. He says about one month. After the Team Finder rolled out, I took a break from OW. Now that I've been back into it since the first of the year, I've been using it sparingly with mixed results. I was wondering what it, what you feel is the current state of Team Finder. Is it doing the job we need it to? Does it need any tweaks? Any tips on how to make the most effective use of it? That's like straight up the dude abides because he's been using it a lot. <laughs> what, the LFG? Yeah, LFG. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way I play. Um and that's kind of what we've been talking about in chat through the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so. Um, a lot of the problems that a lot of people have in this game, I don't experience um, because I don't play the game solo queue. Um, so I know a lot of people have been suggesting the kind of forced 2-2-2 two, two, two structure. I hate that because I don't like being forced into 2-2-2. Two, two, two. I like being able to run a quad tank or a, a goat or a triple tank or quad DPS whenever the situation fits um, with an LFG, you can do that. Um, if you force two, 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 you're just putting guardrails on the game for the sake of it being easier to manage. Um, but in re- bumper bowling, what's that bumper bowling? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that's what, that's what it is at the end of the day. The game was not designed to do that. Um, and I think solo queuing is what presents a lot of the problems in overwatch. People have bad experiences when they solo queue. All of the horror stories that you hear about. It's like, I was solo queuing this day for five hours and I wanted to blow my brains out. Well, of course you were. You were solo queuing in a team-based game. Um, right. If you put anyone in a situation where they use LFG, whether it be the in-game client or through Discord, such as disc, like our Discord or wherever LFG Discord there is, if you play with a group of people and you start getting some sort of synergy, communicating with who's going to play what, these problems go away. Um so like I, I love the LFG tool. I may have gotten away from what the question was. What was he exactly trying to touch at here? Yeah, the memory of a fish. I know. Sorry, man. Is the team finder doing the job it needs okay, to? Sorry. Does it need any tweaks and any temps any tips on how to make the most effective use out of it? I, I think it is doing its job. For someone that uses it often, I think it does its job perfectly. It matches you in a group with however big of a group that you want to be in. Um, you don't have to start a game immediately. And I think people just need to be smarter about the way they use it. So for me, like if I join a group and they hit Q immediately because I'm the sixth person, I just leave because I'm not trying to be in that game. Those people are just playing to play. And that's the worst kind of six sack you could ever have. So if you use it in the same concepts that Ja says the lobby should work, That's kind of the model I approach it as I put together a group of people. I ask them questions. I I look at all their stats through all their seasons and shit. And like, if they say they're playing tank and they have no hours on tank bye. I just don't even, I don't even waste my breath. I just kick them, you know? Um, so 
if, if you have the right mindset going into it, just like anything in life, basically, um, you can get a lot out of LFG. Um, yeah, but if you just load it up to try and have a six stack immediately, I think you're going to have a bad time. All right. I think they pretty much covered um, it, yeah. Yeah, I, think, it. I mean, that's... The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, dude's usage of LFG is probably the best best example because it has it has helped him climb but he does a lot of work with the team to put it together and then go into a group um so yeah i uh i i do recommend it and it's funny because um i had a conversation with somebody i think about a week ago and they're like you constantly recommend like playing as a team and uh you know uh go using the group finder but didn't you take both of your accounts up in solo queue? I was like, yeah, that's a different story, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually for those accounts, I ended up not playing in the group finder because I knew I was only playing one character. Like, I wasn't going to switch. And yeah. I didn't want to do that to somebody. You're trying to reduce <laughs> the toxicity in this yeah. game. You're I welcome. was trying to reduce it. I knew <laughs> that I was not going to switch, especially when I played Zen. When I picked Zen... That was it. Like that's who I was playing. Rain or shine, win or loss. Like you know, I needed to get better at the character. Um, I'll give you an example though. So I played a couple of games before I got on tonight on um, my lower account, which is actually almost higher than my other account as of like a few days ago. I don't know how that, how that feel, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But like, we're, I was playing healer because I've been playing a lot of healer on that account, and um, the first game we load in, we have hog and hamster going into like sanctum in nepal and i was like so no main tank and one guy goes dude we don't have to force like something just because it's supposed to be there i was like okay all i'm just saying is we have no shield going into a choke we have to recap here this might not work and after one push that's all i said after one push someone else is like yeah he's right we do need a main tank and then so immediately someone switches if that was in solo queue it'd be shouting over each other or someone muting or someone (laughs) quitting the game all it took was right. the fact that it was a couple people agreeing and then someone else not in want, not wanting to look like the solo asshole left out. It was like, and yeah. then after the push, we, we won the next fight. The guy goes, yeah, that was probably the right call. I should have done it a couple of fights ago. My bad. And that happens when you like literally let a team know up front, yo, I'm not playing this bullshit. We're going to play together. We're going to communicate. We're going to make switches. If you don't want to do that, cool, fuck off and we'll go find someone else. And people are right. like, no, I'm down are for that. About that's Overwatch fine. still? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, but that's how I present it. Like, that's how I, when people join my LFG, I tell them that. And I'm like, if you don't want to yeah. do that, if you just want to play your own character, if you want to, like, so you want to play one person, then don't play in this group because that's not what we're going to do. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. And then they'll leave. And that's good because I don't want them right. playing anyway. So. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. Like, you know, when when we suggest playing with a team or suggest suggest playing like you know in the LFG, it's not going to solve all toxic problems, all toxicity. It's not it's not a one hundred percent fix. But people are more willing to work together if they had a chance to talk for a couple minutes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they're in LFG because they're tired of the shit in solo queue. You have that in common already. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just talk about so, it. It's 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 a little bit easier to do, but so yeah, I think um there are some tweaks they could trying to think of tweaks they could make to to LFG. I think just technical stuff. Sometimes I haven't used it in a long time to be honest with you, because now actually I'm, I'm queuing with more six stacks than ever. Um, 
So I don't, when I played, it was like, you know, a problem if uh, somebody locked roles and then they left the group, you'd have to break up the entire group. You can't really pass off ownership. Yeah, they so fixed those kind of things now. Yeah. Like the UI is Very a little nice. bit better. It's the quality of life stuff fix that they've brought through makes it a little nicer to use. Um, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. a, a good improvement that they've added to the game that they keep improving on. So. Right. All right, let's move on to our next. I will. Uh, I will say this before we leave it. One thing they could improve on it is to instead of having just the three different roles, put in six. Put in off healer, main healer, off tank, main tank. Yeah, that to me would change the way people think about the game because most people don't even understand that's a thing. So right. if you put it out in front of people, then they have to think about. They're like, oh, so what's an off healer compared to a main healer? Um, cause yep. I don't know how many times in gold people still swear mercy is a main healer and I have to, I'm like, no, we cannot like mercy. Zen is not going to work against the damage that they're pumping out. It's not enough heals. What do you mean? Mercy pumps out a lot of heals. No, no, she does not. She does not pump out a lot of heals. And I think if you had those little sub genre roles out for people to see, then it would maybe something might click in their little brains, um, and right. help them out a little bit. Right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next piece of community feedback. It's from Leet. He says, I got an idea when thinking about balance philosophy. What do you guys think about balancing the game difficulty at different tiers? This is going to be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> like keeping the game, like keeping the same kit but changing the numbers for different ELOs based on their effectiveness. For example, Reaper is a problem for people in gold and below because of the lack of team communication and coordination. What if in those ranks his lifesteal was toned down to previous levels and in higher ranks where he is easy to deal with and basically a non-issue, he got a little more mobility or something that would break the game at lower levels? That's just Reaper specific, but it could be applied to any pick that really falls out of the effectiveness in higher, higher or lower tiers. Another example is Mercy being pretty effective in lower tiers, but ends up being sort of a niche pick at higher tiers because her healing numbers aren't up to par with Anna. Maybe give her 60 HP uh, heals per second healing when you reach plat. I don't know. I haven't really fleshed this idea out, but I thought it might be an interesting talking point. It w it would at least provide a way to balance the game for low elos and high elos. Yeah. Actually, this is this is somebody brought this up to me literally Saturday night, maybe Sunday. Like it was like just the other day. I, I can take this I one, Jeff. Oh, okay. Go for it, Kendra. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a reason, right? Right? Like, I mean, oh, there's a million I, and one reasons. I, I understand why, like, what people, why, why people are thinking. But the, at the end of the day, if you go ahead and start splitting up the ranks like that, um, you're basically you're not playing the game. You know, like for example, Reaper isn't overpowered in gold. No, he is not. He's not overpowered in gold. He's not overpowered in silver. He's not overpowered in any rank. The problem, the reason I hate seeing Reaper in lower ranks is because I know that your team will not focus the Reaper when need be. Even if you call him out, you say exactly where he is. You're like, he's about to drop down on you in three, two, one. Okay, he's, dro he's dropping down on you. He's killing you. He's killing you. <laughs> Look, you know, they, they don't focus the reaper down that's the issue and i mean the issue I always have with them making buffs to reaper now um it may seem like i complain that i think he's going to be op that's not the issue the issue i have is that they have a middle of the road balance philosophy and when they make buffs to reaper they're not really following it you know 
<laughs> like you know, pick a side. That that that's my main deal. But in my opinion, like Reaper is not overpowered. Um, Mercy, technically speaking, isn't a isn't just ineffective at higher tiers and effective at low tiers, right? Um, Mercy gets away with more in lower tiers because people just don't know how to kill her, or they're they're missing shots. They're not pumping out as much damage as they should. So Mercy, they also don't focus Mercy healers, so she's able yes. to stay alive all the time. If you're dead all the right. time, you can't heal. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah, like the the reason why, you know, certain characters may seem overpowered in, in different tiers is because people don't know how to handle They know how to handle them in higher tiers. And not just because they're higher skilled players in terms of mechanics, right? It's that the teams work closer together. Uh, if, you know, in a higher tier, you might be able to get away with a Reaper, maybe, you know, for a player to. But as soon as they fit, like as soon as they, even like I'm sorry, even like a, a like a mid plat team, as soon as they see that you have Reaper, like now you know the team is going to make adjustments. They're going to be looking out for you. They're going to focus you when you come down. They're going to call out the Reaper no Wraith. You know, just right. calling out a Reaper no Wraith in gold is huge if the team will turn around and actually focus on this you know? kind of like yeah. tiered balancing philosophy. Does nothing but enable bad play. That's all it does. Right. It makes your player base worse at the game than they already are. If Reaper right. is a problem yeah. in your SR, be smarter. Make a pick that counters Reaper and do something about it. I played Lucio and Zen in every game today. Reaper was never a problem because I saved boops for Reaper. Reaper comes in. Bye-bye. See you later. Hey, Reaper's behind us. Turn and shoot him. He's dead. Like, Reaper's right. not hard to deal with. There's like seven characters that hard counter Reaper. People just don't want to do anything because they want to play what they want to play. And that doesn't work. So if you change the balancing philosophy based on that, then people are just going to be even more stuck. We're like, well, Mercy works on this tier, so now I can play her all the time. You know, right. it just right. enables bad when, play. When they move up to the next tier, oh, they're, they're, they're shoved right trash. back down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. And not to mention the extra workload that goes on the developers. You, you think you have broken characters in uh, whatever ELO you're at now? Uh, think about how slow they are to fix that in any given situation. Now you got six times the work to do that. You know, you got six times the adjustments to make six times the PTR work. That's taking resources from things that could be, that could do much better or that could be more resources to be put to much better use on. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, right. And I, it's just, there's no need. There's absolutely no need. I, I always uh, agree. I always hear people like, especially on Facebook groups, People complain about Overwatch balancing all the time. I don't really think I've ever had a problem with the balancing state of the game ever since its launch. Um, sure, does some metas last a little longer than some people want it to? Of course, because they should they have more continual like time patches? Yes. But I, I still think the game's in a really good state. You can run so many different comps right now and be successful with it. Isn't that what good <laughs> goats? <laughs> goats. Well, that's only in pro play. None of us are pros. You know, yeah. like well, you, if you go if you go above diamond, then it's fucking goats all day. Right. Long. But, but again, uh, we're talking about the majority of the player base is gold and plat. Goats is very right. beatable at gold and plat. You can run five different comps into stuff. I mean, it's just there's so many comps that work as long as you just try it and communicate and give it a shot. I think that's a pretty balanced game. You're always going to have a stronger meta in a pro scene 
because like Josh said, those teams work inherently together and practice that shit. And pros are going to find the most exploitable mechanic in a game and then get good at it. That's why they're pros because they don't care about having fun. They care about winning at the sake of all else. You know, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like I've been saying for a long time, I wish Blizzard did not make balance updates as quickly as they did. I wish Blizzard didn't try to control the meta because the whole thing, like the pro scene, like they would like if goats, if everybody is running goats, there will be a team that figures out how to beat it. You know what I'm saying? There will be a team that figures out what combination they need to put together, what strategy they need to put together, and then use it. And I, I it's played out by now, but I always use Dust 2 as a great example. And yes, I understand that Dust 2 and 1.6 and then Source and then fucking <laughs> you know, CSGO are different, but essentially it's the same um it's the same map almost, you know. Uh but even like even in 1.6, let's just take 1.6 Dust 2. I said Dust before, I think. Let's say Dust 2. People who still play that game find new strategies on that map, <laughs> you know? And if you leave it to the pros, they should, I mean, if they should be able to find ways around teams, it doesn't always happen fast, right? It doesn't always happen fast. And I think the thing about the pro scene in Overwatch is that they're so used to Blizzard changing things so quickly, it's like, just learn the meta and when it becomes too too much, Blizzard will change, and then we'll figure out the next meta. You know, we'll figure out we'll we'll figure out the next thing. So, yeah, I do think that they they do change it a bit too much, but I don't think that they should be switching the uh, you know balancing characters per rank. So, I think everybody here is in agreement with that. But let's go ahead and move on to our next piece of community feedback from Zeus Rios, actually from Facebook. I I almost missed this one <laughs> because I'm like, what is this? Is that a message on Facebook? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I almost missed that one, uh, Zeus. Um, but he says, long time, first time topic for discussion. Most character alts have counters to nullify, cancel, or interrupt them except default. Once she launches an interruptible, it, once she launches it, it's interruptible. My thought is that Samba should be able to hack or EMP it. This would make it so Diva must be more tactical about how when she uses it, but it still requires skillful Sombra to successfully pull off a hack or time DMP. What do you find, gentlemen, think? You guys want to go first? Now, uh, oh, character ults. Uh, I don't know if you can. uh, I don't know if she has a cast time on her ult. I know a lot of characters that you don't think have a cast time do. Uh, For instance, Sombra's EMP does have a cast time. I have successfully stopped it with Brig. Um, and that is an interesting question. I don't know if Diva actually has a cast time on her ult. Um, well, the cast, yeah. I mean, like when she when she hits it, it's casting. Like she was it three seconds. Well, now? That, that's not what he means by explodes. cast. No, time, I no. mean like where it's interruptible. Yeah, where it's interruptible. Oh, right, no, where you can stop not. the ult. Well, so um, here's the thing: you can interrupt it. Um, you can have a hog hook it off an edge and drop it. You can have Ryan stand in front of it with a shield. That's basically the same as nullifying the ult. You can also have a charge or a Ryan charge it away from the map and stuff. Um, That's true. Diva's got one of the weakest ults in the game. It's only effective when comboed with other ults. Um, it's, It's just like most ultimates in the game, in my opinion, except it comes flying in all over the place and you know it's coming and you just hide behind a sign and it can't kill you. You know, right. like, 
And uh, it's the same thing with Mercy's Valkyrie. That's an, an, another example right. of an uninterruptible un, un, ult. Um, once she uses it, she has it. Um, certain ults, just tactically, it wouldn't make sense to really give them a cast time. Um, with Divas, I, I couldn't see much benefit in, uh, in adding that to hers. Uh, like with Sombras, I very, very, very rarely, actually, I've only seen it once canceled, and that was when I did it with Brig. Um, so I, I just don't think it would be a noticeable and be valuable to add that to Diva. Yeah, I think using Diva's ultimate as it is is like to get like a three kill. Like you either have to combo with something else. Like Diva throws her ult, and when Reinhardt turns around, your Reinhardt shatters their team from behind. You know, something like that, or maybe with a uh, with a graviton or an EMP uh, or an EMP or like yeah. But other than that, like. To get like a th- like you know multi kill with a devol, you kind of have to be pretty um pretty skillful with it. So I think it's pretty balanced, you know, the way it is. Uh, right. You know, to be to be honest with you, um, but yeah. So yeah, I think I, I'm not sure if if Sombra hacking. There are too many ways to counter it as it is. To be, I mean, again, literally, you just stand behind Ryan with his shield and it's blocked. A Maywall, yeah, I mean, or cover on the map, or, or cover on else. the map, like. Like if I'm playing Winston, I'll jump put a to bubble it. Like over if the it. demon yeah. has on the ground, there put a bubble on it, just walk out the bubble, and then like it's it's completely nullified. One right? of the, one of the you know, if on a side note, one of the coolest plays I've ever seen in Overwatch League last year was a uh, Winston jumped at it in midair and bubbled it while in midair. I don't oh, know. Really? It was insane. The bubble literally fell on it as it was exploding and just contained the whole. It, it was nuts. Right. And if you throw a diva ult, because I'm pretty good at these, actually, but if you throw a diva ult uh, without comboing with anything else and get more than like two people or really more than one person Mm -hmm. uh, with that ult, that's good positioning. That's good ult usage that you earned those kills. You know, if you position it in such a way or those people are just stupid. It's like that 3K I got in. um, Kinder, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? It was like, you know. That was because I saw an opening. I positioned it where there was no cover, that Reinhardt was out of position. I took advantage of a situation. Um, so I see no reason that Diva's ult should have been punished for that good play call. If I had to throw it in there when they had a Reinhardt or when there was plenty of cover around for him to run away from, it's either A, zoning, or B, a wasted ult. Yeah, Diva's right. ult can be used in quite a few ways. Personally, when I play Diva, I typically save it to remech. Because you're right. much a lot more, of people you're much more valuable in your mech than you are as Baby Diva. You can use it offensively, and if say the Rhine goes down and you're down two people, sure, maybe it's a good time to throw it in there and kind of rebalance the fight there. Um, but you can use it in so many different versatile ways. It's it's strong, but at the same time, it's very weak. It's it's mostly used as zoning because like if I get one kill with a Diva bomb, I'm good with that. You know, because I'm yeah, right. I don't, I'm not really looking to get huge diva bombs off, because I think you're better off at throwing it out to push to create some space, or to have some zoning happen, or at the end of the day, just use it to remech so that you that fight's not over. Yeah. You know? Now, one thing that is cancelable with diva, and it frustrates me to no end when it actually does happen, is that her remech uh-huh. can get cancelled, and you lose all that charge for the remech. Uh, and that's happened to me a few times. Uh, so that part of her ult is absolutely cancelable and huge. It's yeah. super valuable. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things to do with Sombra is to harass Divas trying to get back in their fucking mech, man. 
It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I could see like a meme compilation of Ja just saying the voice line hello while you're invisible behind divas and then just hacking them relentlessly. Oh, dude. Yeah. Even just EMPing them after hacking them and then hacking them again after the EMP. Oh, I haven't been doing that so recently, but it's still one of my favorite things to do. Like just be invisible and say, hola. <laughs> you know, so. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our last uh, piece of community feedback from Seer Prophet. He shot me a message on Twitter. It says, do you think they're actually going to do something about the, about ranked or is this it? I try to focus on my play and what I can do better. And I've seen improvement, but it seems like we're trying to come up with ways to make ranked tolerable instead of making it better. And um, I, I did reply back. Uh, actually... Actually, I'm not going to pull it up. But I said something to the effect of, you know, I think Blizzard has no choice but to improve ranked. Like, the general consensus is that people are not happy with the ranked system, right? Um, they have no choice but to do it. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm giving Blizzard until like the year three anniversary, really, to come up with something. Even if it's just news of changes that they're gonna, you know, make down the down the road, you know what I'm saying? Like I'd I'd be okay with that. Some type of information. And I didn't ex- I don't think I explained what I said to him. I said, you know, if they don't do that, I think Destiny Job might make an appearance. And I don't mean <laughs> job that plays Destiny. Um so for those who don't know, I used to we used to have a podcast called In Orbit, and it was a Destiny podcast, and I started that podcast. And the thing that the reason I, I I handed off in orbit to um, Jorge, um, who or go to NRG if you used to listen in orbit, and the reason I handed it off to him is because I was just being super negative about the game, and it wasn't like I was just like just bitching about it, but it was like legit shit that Bungie should have known going into a game like this because we've had games like that for the past like you know ten fifteen years, you know what I'm saying, um, and. I, I think the community has been pretty patient with comp because I don't think a change has been made to comp in about a year or so. I mean, besides maybe the um, over a year, I think besides the timing for choosing your uh, choosing your uh, your hero, like they they shortened the time to to for the match setup essentially. But other than that, like I think the last big changes they made were. Um, you know, putting the percentages on the control points and stuff like that and how like overtime works. I got rid of the coin flips like that, but that, that was a long time ago. I can't even remember when they actually changed that. So I think by year three, like, like you know, when the year three anniversary rolls around, we should be hearing some type of news on competitive. Cause I mean, I, I do believe that blizzard is aware of issues and they listen to the community. They know what the community wants. I just, I have faith that they are working on something. So, I, mean, Ultimate, I got it right I, here. I, Fucking battle royale mode. Boom. Oh yeah, just <laughs> I would actually kind of love that though. That would be so much fun in Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch battle royale. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. The it wouldn't work not... because the way the the way the game mechanics are, and you can't pick up exactly. Weapons and shit, that's, but... that's kind of the problem. Right? Or you just drop as like baby diva, and then you can like you pick up heroes. That would be pretty yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just like oh, just, shit. I just made a million dollar game idea, Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle yeah, royale think- of only baby divas, and power ups are getting different mechs with different abilities. Because there's six actually, of them in the mecha really base. Cool idea. Yeah, so you can pick up different mechs. 
So instead of just Baby Divas, cool. it's her and whole then, squad. Like attachments it's, for the mechs, so Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's basically Titanfall, but in Divas mechs. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's another thing I love about Apex is I was a slut for Titanfall for like two months, and then I started PC gaming, and I didn't have Titanfall on PC for whatever reason. I just you didn't I get Titanfall too. No, I didn't uh, because oh, I was God. I was hardcore in Overwatch at that point. I think. <sighs> But, uh, I, I did play scoffs. a little bit of Titanfall 2 and it's fucking great. I love Titanfall but the player base fell off and I didn't have anybody to, anybody to play with. But Titanfall, Titanfall 2 would be worth $60 if it didn't come with a fucking multiplayer. That's how good the single player was. <laughs> right? But, uh, oh, that's no, Titan, if, if you haven't played Titanfall or Titanfall 2 or at least go in Titanfall 2 and play the fucking story but it's amazing. I love that fucking game. The concept is amazing. It's beautiful. Well done. And Apex takes... The best part out of Titanfall, but keeps a lot of the other good shit, and it's still a lot of fun. And I think that's part of why I love Apex so much. Right. Yeah, but back to Overwatch. Sorry, I was just gushing on Titanfall, because I fucking love that game. You did announce this episode uh, as, like, the Apex uh, podcast, so. Yeah, well, that was a fucking joke. I only <laughs> kind of heard that part. Yeah, I don't care if it's a joke or not. I fucking love Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, what he says is we're trying to come up with ways to make ranked better and uh, make uh, you know more tolerable instead of make it better. I mean, I think that's true. Like, I think when we talk about you know playing with six stacks and stuff like that, and you know organizing teams, like technically speaking, we are talking about ways to make ranked a bit more tolerable. Uh, when they could be taking steps to help with the the solo queue aspect, or maybe that's the problem, right? This game just isn't that great with solo queue because of the player base. So maybe they should instead of having solo queue, well, not instead of having solo queue, they should keep they can keep the solo queue, but they should have ways to help you group up, you know, or queue up with other people besides LFG, right? You know, so. I think they're just going to have to go ahead and change some systems. You know, they're going to have to shake things up, even if they don't necessarily work like they want to. A change is something they desperately need. Right. So I do believe the Overwatch team is work is working on something, but you know, I could be wrong. That's just blind faith. I don't have any inside information or anything like that. So we'll see. So I'm a big believer in focusing on what you can control and not worrying about what you can't. You can't do shit about what the Overwatch dev team is doing for the game. What you can do if you are having a bad experience is take it upon yourself and try to make the game more tolerable. Is that the answer everyone's looking for? Absolutely not. They want the people who are in charge of it to do it. But as we've been saying, solo queue is not the best environment. Go into discords, go into LFGs, go and use your resources. It's the internet, baby. There's a million things you can use at your disposal all the time. Um, you can make Overwatch a lot of fun. You just have to find the group of people to do it with. Um, right. That's how I think Overwatch is enjoyable is by playing with a group of people. Right. You know, just do what I did. Find a carry. Yeah, there you go. Get, <laughs> get your own blazing Bob. Yeah, there you go. I said a carry, not a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, with that. I think we're gonna we're we're done. Let's start wrapping this thing up. Um, we do have a community episode coming out soon. I think we're recording. We should be recording Friday community episode this Friday. Yeah. So uh, once we get that done, I think I'll have a community episode out next week. Actually, so that should be cool. And uh, rank for roles in Discord, folks. Um, more, I see more and more people joining. People hit me up in my DMs asking me how to get roles and stuff. 
So if you would like to, you know, hop on the Discord and hook up with some other players from the Washington Radio community, hop into our Discord, hit the PC LFG channel. Even if you're on console, just hit the PC LFG ch channel, and it will tell you how to use the ranked roles. And then once you're in a ranked role, you can call that role in any of the channels. All right. Uh, so and right now we have everything up into up until platinum. We don't have a diamond role. I keep saying I'm gonna add one. I just I just keep forgetting. Uh, in terms of community events, the Xbox Game Night is usually on the first uh, weekend of every month, or the first Friday of every month. So the next one should be Friday, March 1st. And the PS4 guys just had a game night this this past weekend. I'll keep you guys up to date if, you, if there's going to be more game nights uh, for PS4. So uh, I'll keep you up to date with that. And the Watchers tournaments this week, uh, dude, you, you pulled the... Uh, the schedule for the week yes give me one second and let me find it so tomorrow night there are actually two games so tomorrow being wednesday um tomorrow night i'm actually casting if not both at least one of them i think i'm casting both though um team safe haven against phx at eight o'clock and then alt three against the loser of I think the loser of tonight's game, actually. So I'm not sure who that was. Um, and then the games will pick back up next Monday. The games are on a pretty set Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday schedule right now. Um, and then once it gets down to the nitty gritty of the tournament, I believe there's some games on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. Do, oh, he doesn't have the schedule out for next, like, uh, for Monday, like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, next week. Oh, yeah. Um because I, mean, I figure we might as well just go until next Tuesday. <laughs> sure. Um, I know the games are at 8 o'clock Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week, and there's two games on Wednesday. Okay. Um, the nights that there are two games, it's at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. So next week, actually next week, every night, there's two games. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, the games start at 8 o'clock both nights, or all three nights, and then the second games are at uh, 10 o'clock. Okay. All right, that's fine. Like uh, we can, well, next week we'll also announce the matches too, so you can find all those matches on Twitch.tv slash The Watchers OW. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it. All right, so I definitely check that out and support if you're looking to watch some uh, competitive Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch League is going to be here, but I mean, honestly, I've had more fun watching those matches than Overwatch League. But that's yeah. just me, right? <laughs> you know, there's a lot more mistakes to be made in this fun. <laughs> yeah, especially you get to hear Dude Cast, so definitely check it out. All right. Uh, so other than that, we're going to start closing up here. Uh, check out prepare to attack. If you're looking to brush up on some other overwatch characters, uh, get good at your main or just learn about other characters, which even if you don't play, it can be very helpful to know their strengths so that you can figure out their weaknesses, you know? So that's, <laughs> that always works. Uh, we do live stream every Tuesday. We usually get started between nine and 10 PM Eastern standard time. So check us out there. Twitch.tv slash matches buttons. We'd love to have you here in the chat. And thank you guys who uh, joined the chat tonight. Uh, right now all I'll see is aloof, but we had a, yeah, it was, it was a bit shady tonight. Aloof spanky hunter. And I can't scroll up anymore. So <laughs> there's a bunch of other people in, but, uh, thanks a lot uh, for joining you guys. Um, we want to hear your overwatch stories. You know, if you, we're going to get into our contact info a little later. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, send us your funny story or just your feedback about Overwatch or what you think of right now, you know, we'd love to hear it. And we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One Club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. 
and uh, you know, join those if you are you know on PS4 or Xbox One, and you can you know hop into the community nights that are on those consoles. And then we also have Discord, like I mentioned, it's discord.me slash mash those buttons. And you can hop in there, get the ranked roles, and you know, we can play some games. I need to hop actually both on Xbox One and PS4. I just, since I moved, I don't think, like, I actually have barely touched my console since I've moved in the first place, man. Um, so I need to hop on and, you know, play some games with you guys. Uh, it seems like I, it, t- it takes me so long to get back. The only player I'm actually good at is Symmetra when I get back on <laughs> <laughs> the console. So, um, and I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It is an Overwatch community on Facebook. You know, you can also find a great group of players to play there or keep up with Overwatch news or the latest Overwatch memes. So I highly recommend Heroes of Overwatch. I thank everybody for listening. Uh, you want to give out your social media info, guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlease, that's P-L-S. Find me on YouTube by the same name. And uh, I forget what the name of my alt account that I gave everybody on the last show was. Or Windows last show X was Penis. On. That's right, Windows X Penis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the number, but uh, I'll post it in the Discord. So anybody that wants to add me on Overwatch, that's an account that I don't care who I play with. Uh, it's not a throwaway account either. I'm just trying to get good at DPS and shit that I don't normally play. So don't expect me to be good, but expect to have fun. And uh, I'm the Dude Abides. You can catch me on Twitter at the Dude Abides underscore B. Um, and anytime you guys want to get some games, feel free to just shoot me an invite. Be more than happy to do a uh, thorough vetting of uh, an LFG group and show you guys how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and I am on Twitter at Church of Ja. And... Um, when I do stream, you can find me streaming here on Twitch. Uh, just Twitch TV slash matches buttons. I might start streaming a bit more if I could pull myself away from my uh, dev projects. But um, yeah, and, you know, if you're looking to, what'd you say? Stream Apex. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're looking to play with me, you can actually you know hit me up in Discord and I guess whatever account I'm on that'll fit your SR. Like I'll hop on. I won't throw like Kender. <laughs> you know, I won't throw like Kender when we play. Just saying. I mean, it's it's don't don't get me wrong. It's definitely throwing, but it's not on purpose when I play oh, DPS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just uh, you know, hit me up in uh, in Discord. And uh, like I said, we encourage you guys to reach out to the show with comments and questions. So you can email us at wprmashesbuttons.com. Um, actually, it's probably going to be contact at watchpointradio.com because I don't know why it took me so long to secure the domain. But I just like secured it like out of the nowhere too. I was like, I should get that. I just copped on my phone, just bought it real quick, and I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. But, but uh, so uh, that might change in the near future. But for now, which is wprmashlessbuttons dot com, and um, you can also reach us via Discord, via Twitter. Uh, I, you can also reach us via Facebook. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because I don't. Like, I barely <laughs> caught that message, Zeus. Like <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, but you, you can reach out to us in those places. Um, you know, if you enjoy the show, uh, the best thing, well, and you want to help us out, one of the best things you can do is share the show with others and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you become a patron, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. Um, we did hit our goal. We're still above our goal um, for, the, for that tier we hit. And I, I just, I'm sorry, I just haven't had time to go through and you know, make a new tier and figure out like, you know, like, you know, what we're really going to do. It actually takes a lot of thought. So I'm <laughs> um, trying to, uh, trying to get that right and make sure we're setting the, uh, you know, the next goal properly. One thing that we did say we're going to do is like, you know, like a monthly raffle. 
we're going to do that, but we're going to start that in, in March. We're going to start the monthly raffles in March. And right now there's only one tier, but if you give over a certain amount, like whatever we make the next tier, you get two entries into the raffle instead of one. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and do that. I figure that's fair. Right. Yeah. You know, so, but, uh, let's, let's pay to win Ja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I'm sorry, but like the people who are giving like more than like, let's say $5 per episode, they can just keep their $5 and get the $20. goddamn gift card <laughs> You know, so thank you guys very much for, you know, um, being a patron and supporting the show. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, you can also purchase merch in the Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash smash those buttons. I have not forgotten about people in the UK and in other places like Canada where it's super expensive to use stuff like Teespring. I have not forgotten. Trust me. It's just, <laughs> it's on the list to take care of. Believe me. Like it is on my list of uh, things to do before I start making new content this year. What about Australia? Um, you can't forget about Aloof. That is true. That Aloof is true. has been working filling my Twitter feed <laughs> with dead roadkill and scary animals from Australia. So I, I, so I respect him more and more every day as, as it goes. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's on the list of things to do. And you can also become a Twitch subscriber, Twitch TV slash matches buttons. That's one that's one of the reasons I'm trying to stream more because we, you know, people subscribe and I appreciate they subscribe just for this show. They love watching my radio that much. They subscribe to this show and a lot. And some of you guys are not using your Twitch prime subs. You are just using real. I worked for this money. <laughs> you know? So, and I, and I do appreciate that. So that, that is something. Um, actually, I think we're going to try to bring back those, uh, those comp nights. I might just have to throw that on dude's shoulder. He's carry this on comp nights. So, um, <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. But, um, other than that, I encourage you guys to stay, to stay tuned after the show and hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done. Thank you guys very much for listening. Next we'll time next on Watchpoint Radio, we talk about Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Later, everyone. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. 
We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.